Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another conversation in the Parenting with Impact podcast. My guest is Anne-Marie McDonald from Gab Wireless, and I'm really excited to have a conversation you're all going to love about safe tech for kids because we know that technology is like the number one, two, three, four, and five issues <laughs> that parents struggle with on many days. And so we're going to have a really frank and honest conversation about what's important and what's not important and how do you want to handle it? So Emory, welcome. Thank you. I'm with you. This technology conversation isn't going away and it's an important one. So glad yeah. to be here and Uh, discussing how to handle and navigate this issue. Yeah. One of the things when when the pandemic first started, we just happened to be scheduling a digital sanity summit right around the beginning of the pandemic, um, which was kind of a fascinating dynamic in, in and of itself. But one of the big themes of it was, you know, technology is here. It's not going anywhere. And as parents, we have the opportunity not to demonize it, but to find, figure out how to embrace it and learn to use it and live with it and um, navigate it to help our kids learn to navigate it, which is, I guess, what you probably spend a lot of time doing as the chief parent officer. <laughs> that is correct. It's interesting. In you Yes, it's interesting you bring up the pandemic because it shifted everything. Yes, everything. And, and it, you know, that's actually how I got into this work. My oldest son was 13 at the time, and it was time for that cell phone, right? As we were all going into uh, isolation. So I thought, well, gosh, I've, I think I'll give him an iPhone. He knows the rules. Let's go. This is time. It's like the rite of passage. He gets the braces and the iPhone. Right. And boy, did I make a mistake. And so I researched and found that there is value in tech and steps and mentoring your child and not just handing over the iPhone. Wait, so let's, you said tech and steps. So I want to pin that come back. So the work that you do with families and you came to be doing it because you had a 13 year old kid and things didn't unfold exactly as you expected, but capture us for us a little bit. What is it that you do? Right. So I help families understand the importance of mentoring your child with tech, just like you wouldn't not talk to your kid about hygiene. You mentor them, you tell them you got to use soap. You can't just get into the shower and call it done. You've got to use the soap. You've got to wash the area, all the things that's the same with tech. We can't just shove them into the deep end and give them the iPhone or not talk about the hygiene. It's this ongoing conversation of technology, how to keep your kids safe, 
knowing there's someone on the other end of the conversations, even if you can't see them. So it's just that ongoing open discussion that I really encourage parents to begin to think about because tech, as you said, isn't going away. No. And I love that language. I've never really heard somebody use it before, but it makes so much sense is tech and steps. Yes, It's just like everything. We're constantly working with our kids in this process of learning how to put systems and structures in place for themselves, how to navigate the complexities of life. Technology, probably more than anything, requires learning how to navigate it. Absolutely. And it's a messy journey. It's messy for mom. It's messy for child. But what I hope to accomplish, and especially in this time we have together, is that mom listening realizes it doesn't have to be scary. There are two choices. You can cover your face and just say, I mean, I know there's dangers online, but I just don't know how to even begin. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, I'm going to take my hand off of my eyes. I'm going to open them up and I'm going to have these conversations because it's my job to help mentor my child. Well, and, and what you're saying, and this is something that reiterates a lot, that affirms a lot of what we what we teach at Impact is it's not a conversation. Yes. It's conversations. Like we yes. are in conversation with our kids about all kinds of topics over time as they mature and grow and develop and change their use with it. So it's not, it's like a, you don't have a sex talk. You yes. don't have a tech talk, right? Okay. So what is important for parents to understand from your perspective about their kids in terms of technology? What do parents tend to be missing that they really need to know? Well, I think it builds upon what we just talked about is it's conversations Mm -hmm. and it's an open dialogue. This is new to us. This is new for parents. This is a completely different way to raise your kids. Tech was something that we weren't raised with. And so- You've got to be honest with your child and say, this is new and these are my rules. It's going to be a journey, but I have these solutions to help you. And I promise that I will not freak out (laughs) because there are times that you're going to see things. And there are times that you'll learn just along with me, but I promise to be there, help provide solutions, help you when you just don't have the answers. Yeah. Well, so in in my world, I know that oftentimes kids don't want to go to their parents when they just don't have the answers. Yes. Um, Particularly when it comes to technology. So break it down a little bit, because as I'm hearing you say that, I'm thinking, well, the kids know that they're digital natives and we're all transplants. Right. No, as my son likes to remind me, you know, mom, technology just hates you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So what's that dance when we kind of represent the old world and the kids don't see us as being related to that world? That's a great question. I think as you know, all children are different, some, as you mentioned, won't come to mom, some will. And so it's the moments that as a parent, you see where you can teach that you teach. You invite the conversation and when they're ready, they will come and talk to you. But if they don't, then perhaps it's a text message. I I received a text message from my 11 year old from his gab phone. And it said, why'd you call me? Just, you know, that's it. Yeah. Mom, you know, and I wrote back and said, try again. And so he responded and said, Hey mom, thanks for calling. Is there something I can help you with? (laughs) 
Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course there is. That was very nice the way you handled that. I used to say to my kids, do you have another way to say that? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you just, when you can, you just teach. Redirect. 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 And the other thing I heard you say in there is you're kind of asking permission, right? It's like there are times where if they're not open to it, and sometimes they're not, then there's enough opportunity to ask them to be open to it. You know, not yes. to come in and just lecture, but uh, you got some other way to say that, kid? Sure, mom. Right. I'm right there with you. Yes. Right. And I love that you're saying text my kid because one of my favorite tools that freaks parents out is to use technology to stay connected to your kids. Because I think that, you know, it's there. It's, it's their vehicle. Why not meet them where they are and connect with them where they are comfortable? Yes. And I, I would push the audience and the moms listening, of course, to change that mindset. It's a way to connect. It's a way to show love. It's a way to protect. It's a way to open conversations. Yeah. Go with it. Don't be scared. Yeah. Just embrace it because you can either fight it or you can use it, as you mentioned, as a vehicle to together be a successful, have that successful flow of communication. Yeah. Well, you know, we talk a lot at an impact about the foundation of relationship is trust. And from there you build communication and, and collaboration. And I was just thinking about like, one of my favorite things to read on the planet is my family group text chat, mm-hmm. right? It's, and I can that cracks me up. I funny. They send me funny things. I yes. send them funny things. They, they get know you. That I love otters and they send me otters, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, people are not going to be listening. I'm going to get otters and, and email, but I do. I love otters. I have a thing about otters and my kids know that. And so it cracks them up. And it's also a way for them to just connect with me. It's kind of, they send me an otter and it's their way of saying, I love you, mom. Absolutely. And you recognize that and you adore it. I think that's what we need to, as a parent, to, to really start to hone in those, those signals, those quiet signals that you say, okay, they are sending me a heart emoji. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to send them a heart, a heart emoji back, or perhaps you start that, um, that flow of communication. We've got to just open our minds that communication on tech is actually positive and we just need to create those winning solutions to then accomplish overall uh, success. So, so what do you say to the parent? I'm, I'm just, I'm hearing the parent, but, but, buts, right? Yeah. Yes. So, right. So let's handle some of the objections. What do you say to the parent who says, but they need to be able to learn to talk to people? Absolutely. They do give them the phone, give them the technology guide them along the way. And, you know, I think as we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, it's tech in steps. So perhaps give them a safe phone as that's what Gab provides or safe tech solutions. And then you guide them and you teach them. And then eventually they're ready for the iPhone, but it's that tech in steps where they can learn how to tech safely call and handle themselves online in a great and appropriate way. So what does it mean to have a safe phone? And I, I don't mean exactly what does Gab do, but what is a safe phone? What qualifies something as a safe phone? Simplified tech that Gab doesn't have uh, social media on our phones. We don't have all uh, the apps that you can uh, be cyber bullied on. It's the basics, but then you build on. Right. So you get them used to just using the vehicle. First, yes, exactly. And then you start building. So 
in, in our audience, we have a lot of kids with distractibility, impulsivity, uh, you know, what's the benefits seem to me obvious, but talk a little bit about how tech and steps can, can help kids with who struggle with some of those issues. Well, it's bringing it back to a simplified approach to tech. If you hand a child a device, let's take a tablet, and there are, I don't know, 30 different apps, they spend three hours on it, their mind, the tab are just is just going crazy. There's open tabs everywhere. It's just too much. And we see this time and time again. So it's simplifying what they have access to so that they can see, hey, there is actually a better way. I don't want to be completely uh, behind the screen all the time. I want to be actually on screen at, you know, for school or whatnot, and then moving to being outside and play and see how that fills and how that confidence is within not found behind the screen. So is there, are there age ranges that make sense? You know, at this age, you expose them to this and at this age, you expose them to that. I mean, are there recommended protocols? There are, sure, there's recommendations, but as the parent, you know your child best. Mm-hmm. And I think when your child is ready for a, uh, for something else, that's when you introduce that. Uh, at Gab, we, t- we introduce tech with a watch and then they grow into our safe phone and then there's different options from there. But that way you have a solution and you have different options as they grow along with the technology. So how is a parent supposed to know when a kid's ready? I think it's those signs the parents ask or the child's asking they've demonstrated that they're responsible. They're texting in a way that, that you're starting to see them coming along. And you know, it's just as when you don't have to wash, we talked about digital or we talked about hygiene. You don't need to wash your child's hair any longer. They're in the shower, washing their hair, the music's going. They, they start to just show that responsibility. They're ready. And that's, that's the approach, right? We, we want our children to be independent. Yeah. Well, and what I hear about what you're saying is that it allows us to be on the same team. I want you to be able to use technology. I want you to learn how to use it safely. So we're going to start you with this. And when you hit whatever milestone, then we can move you to the next so that they see that you're working with them instead of this battle that we fall into with, why can't I have? Yes. Elaine, I love how you said you're on the same team because if your child feels that you're there and you're supporting them and you're with them, they will come to you with questions and they will ask you when they're unsure or they've come across something. I think that's, that really is the secret is your child knows you're there for them. Yeah. And that, again, it goes back to that trust and building trust and connection. So what are some of the obstacles that you've run into in this work, like where do you see some of the the pitfalls that parents may want to be aware of? I think it's parents just going along with the flow Mm -hmm. of saying, okay, so Susie got the braces and she also gets the iPhone or all of my kids have, all of my friends' kids have iPhones at 12, 13. All my kids are going to the party, mom. Like it's, you sound like the parent who's doing the same thing our kids are doing, which is what everybody else is but there's actually a better way, right? (laughs) So educate. And I think the importance of understanding the harm that comes with tech and can come with tech, it is scary. So empower yourself, dive in mom, understand there are solutions and resources out there that can help guide you along and help your child feel that you're on that same team. 
So, I mean, you've brought it up. Let's, let's dive into it. And I, and I do want to say, we're talking about, we're talking to moms and dads because we, yes. we have both moms and dads and, and they's and them's and all kinds of people in our community who are raising kids and trying to do that consciously. Yes. And I hear you saying that, you know, we're looking for the warning signs and we're looking for the opportunity to collaborate with our kids, right? What do parents, what do we want them to pay attention to? What are the concerns that you want them to notice? Mm, that's such a great question. And it's the parents that are listening that will notice. They'll notice right. their child slamming the door on their device alone. They'll notice the grades dropping. They'll notice the disrespectful talk. I think parents at 13 start to start to say, is this, they give their child a smart device or smartphone, the iPhone. And they think, is this, is this normal? Does my kid really hate me? Is this Mm. just, is this just maturity? Or perhaps is this an over consumption of media uh, or tech? And they really just need to go outside and clear their mind. Right. And I would say that almost every parent in my community at some point or another has said they're on their devices too much. Mm -hmm. And then we've got this added challenge of the schools are giving them the devices and now they're all their school is on devices. And I think for a while in the pandemic, we saw kids who were like, okay, I'm, I'm done with it because it represents school in a way, but how do you guide parents to navigate that dynamic when so much of what they're responsible for is on technology and so is their social world? Yes, I think it's helpful for a parent to help guide their child to understand balance. For instance, if your child has been on, you ask how their day was and they've been on screens and you say, gosh, how does that make you feel? Oh, my head hurts and and it's just been a lot and a long day. And then you, you suggest going outside for a minute. Go outside, clear your head. They come back. Oh, doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that feel good to just take care of your mind and your body and have a break from that? Isn't it nice to be balanced? Isn't that great? I know. And then you give, provide an example of yourself because as an adult, you're much more aware of how you feel in certain situations. And so I think by asking them the questions and they come around to say, yeah, that actually felt really great to go on a walk. Right. Felt really good to power down for a minute. There is something to this balance because ultimately we want to raise kids that can balance their own life. We're not always going to be there. So helping them realize how they feel after doing something not on the screen, there's value in that. So really honing in when you have those family outings or, or events or parties or, or hikes or whatever, particularly when they go well, because in our world, sometimes they do. And sometimes they don't. So particularly when they go well, it's like, well, it's really talking about and highlighting and helping our kids verbalize what the experience is like to be connecting and relating to other people. Yes. And pinpointing that that is the most beautiful part of this journey is that human connection. Yeah. And for those of you listening, whose kids have social anxiety or struggle with anxiety, and I, and I hear that. I also want to normalize for you that sometimes those human dynamic interactions can be stressful. And so sometimes that tech becomes an opportunity for them to connect in a less threatening way. That's why I love the conversation about texting, right? Sometimes that, or, or emailing a teacher can be a lot less stressful than trying to go talk to a teacher. So sometimes we can use that comfort they have there as a way to help them advocate for themselves. 
Yes. And not only sometimes, it's just the way that we're moving along. When that child becomes 16 and they need to change shifts at work, empower them to learn how to text or email and ask for what they want. Yeah. Both on and off screens. Yeah. So I I told you this is going to be quick and it was quick. So it's time for us to kind of start to wrap up the conversation. Anne-Marie, tell us how people can get in touch with you and find out more about Gab Wireless. Yes. Go to our website, gabwireless.com. That's two Bs. I am available, of course, through email and would love to carry on this conversation because as you said, the time was too short and talking about safe tech, we could do that all day long, all day, but I'd love to help uh, be a resource for your audience and I know this journey isn't smooth, but I also definitely think it's important to be on the same team. So I would, I'd really, and I'd like to end with that. Just consider yourself a teammate and a mentor to your child. Yeah. Love that. So much a part of what we're about. And and I love that message of get on the same team, connect, 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 play with your kids, use the technology to keep it light and playful. That's kind of what I'm hearing. And then use that as a way to invite them to do other things as well, right? Yes. To find that balance in their life. Thank you. Our guest has been Emery McDonald. Emery, one more quick question for you. Do you have a favorite motto or quote that you'd like to share with our audience? Yes. I learned it from the book, The Whole Brained Child. I read it a long time ago and it's, it's just stuck with me that when your child is just at their wits end and they're just fuming or they're tantruming or they're teenage yelling. Of course, there's times to walk away, but there are times to pinpoint the emotion. So I can tell that you're angry and you lead with that emotion. Um, And so that, that way they feel heard and that way they feel that you're tuned into what the message is they're really trying to get across. Mm -hmm. So if we lead with that empathy, there is great power in that. I've seen it with my own kids and even with friends, you, you know, if you're able to say, gosh, I can really see this as upsetting, then it opens a whole, it opens a door to another conversation of that deep connection. Connection. Yeah. I love that. In, in the coaching world, we talk about that as acknowledgement, that empathy is made up of acknowledgement and compassion. Yes. So what you're really speaking to is, is acknowledging our kids and their experience Um, whatever that is, you know, and we have that tendency to go to problem solving. So if we could start by really acknowledging them and seeing them and having them feel seen and heard, then we can move into problem solving from a more collaborative place. Absolutely. Super. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your enthusiasm and, and for what you're doing to support families and um, to improve our families and kids' relationship with technology. It's a huge issue. And as we, we have said several times, it's not going away. So That's thanks for the way. work you're doing. Absolutely. And to all of you listening, take, take care of yourselves, of your kids. Thank you for, for engaging, for listening, for, the, for what you're doing for yourself and your kids, for being in this conscious conversation again and again with your kids, collaborating with them. It makes a difference. Take care, everybody. See you next time. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.